guys, before we get started continuing our Comic-Con content drop, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. And on YouTube, see these handsome faces. Because we went to Comic-Con. We were handsome boys. It was awesome. Matt, you're still wearing the awesome t-shirt. So my hair looks kind of dumb, but I also kind of like it right now at this moment. It's working. It usually looks pretty dumb. That's not the part I'm asking you to tune in for, but it's rare that I like it. Now it looks good. Yeah, so <laughs> still got my shirt on. Shirt that um, Rumi designed and I think got his little tail wagon so hard that he was like, I can't miss this fucking Comic-Con. I got to make sure I get there. And he did. And, and we had the biggest, biggest little boners to try to get this thing in glow in the dark because we wanted it so bad. Yeah. And from the mist, our friend Rachel came and was like, I can get it glow in the dark and fucking <laughs> boom. I'm also wearing a glow in the dark shirt tonight but it is not as cool as the ghost face what's it say on the bottom it says uh, terror vision which is a uh, place in savannah that sells cool like dvds vhs's and horror memorabilia records and posters it is a tiny little shop super cool only open like on the weekend which i'm like what but but they hey. have the they have the technology to make glow in the dark shirts yeah which apparently is 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 tricky tricky but yeah it's harder to harder and more expensive than, and longer than you would think yeah it's very bizarre are, but we did get our glow, our, our glow in the dark shirts. I did come down to. I also was worried because I was like, if I don't come down, who's going to help Rumi with all this technical stuff? He will. He will flounder. He will. No, because like I was just the one thing for this for the ghost face thing was the one thing that was stressing me out. And then that first night, it was like no problem. I got in there and talked to some experts, and they were like, "We got you." And then Roger L. Jackson was like, "Ah, I'm not going to be able to make it live." And I was like, "Ah, good. I all those sleepless nights for no reason." But contingency, contingency, contingency. We got that shit working and it was like the greatest panel ever it was the greatest panel ever 450 people dude packed packed shout out to it was those so people. awesome it was such a good con dude uh but we talked to some really cool people and and, and one of the people that, that we talked to on day one which was really fun um this is jeff brown and he's known for his funny little uh star wars cartoons super fun i i love his stuff um he also did jedi academy which i didn't know when we we're interviewing him which i should have known because his art is so recognizable and dude but, like, you're saying funny little star wars cartoons he writes and draws all of the vader and son and vader yeah. and uh, princess leia and and daughter or vader and daughter vader's little princess all of those books all and all of those there's books there's calendars there's stickers there's journals he is the writer and artist for that as well as a bunch of other stuff but i think he's probably most well known for that and he just let uh just released with chronicle books a thor and loki book that's along yep. the same lines it's thor and loki growing up together in funny family situation but my nieces love jedi academy and like i was reading this book and i was like is this like official what is going on here like it's mm -hmm. so funny because it's funny like it is yeah. like a yep. comedy and it's like disney let their guard throw down. down the premise of jedi academy for people who know vader and son but don't know jedi academy what's jedi academy about i can't remember the character's name but it's about young padawans in yeah it's jedi a little boy academy, learning to be jedis but like but at it's the like, jedi temple right and it's essentially like a high school yeah yeah it's like a, a high school, school drama, a high school middle but school like, story but like with, comedy the teachers are funny yeah. like yoda has funny things to say it's like it's always got quips and jokes and like you know it reminds me a big time of like calvin and Hobbes, big time in that sense that it's just mm. like very um, non sequitur in a way that is super charming and also like gets to have fun with Star Wars in a way that no other property gets to. Like, how, like what other property gets to have this much fun doing Star Wars stuff? And like, yes, it's aimed at a younger audience, but like to be that fun, like once you get to like a certain age demographic, Disney doesn't want to have fun with Star Wars. <laughs> it's true. And I think it speaks a lot. And I guess it works well for what it is because I think it's like, I think the school is like a middle school type of deal. And yeah. that's like about the demo that 
they're trying to hit. And I think it hits that perfectly because you are relatively the same age as the characters you're reading about, probably if you're reading this, and it's on your level about that. And I think it's that type of fun that you can actually relate to because you're going to the same classes, you're doing the same yeah. shit, just not Jedi stuff. Um, And uh, it's like Aaron said, it's full of really funny, funny, because Jeff Brown is really funny. He's really quick, really clever in his jokes. And then is also so much fun Star Wars shit in there with the characters and the little things that they do, the little nods to movies and scenes and stuff. We actually talked to him a little bit about some of that, you know, Easter egg type of material where you're like, wait, how nerdy are you? Wait, you know about you know about that little behind the scenes thing that only certain people know? Oh, OK, cool. You're my kind of nerd. Um, And there's some of that in Jedi Academy as well. You were saying because you were like Han shot first was a deep cut. My neighbor knows about Han shot first and they definitely aren't Star Wars nerds. Because well, I was well, like, I, guess I have the original original copies on on what's called the Grindhouse cut. It's a 35 millimeter print. Um, That's the one where Princess Leia loses a leg and gets a blaster installed. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the one where uh, uh, Dangar fucking ties Princess Leia to the front of his speeder, and then then they just. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Now we're deep cutting. Now well, deep the, cutting, the, hatch, yeah. the the Greedo shot first thing is not a deep cut, but like it is a thing. It's not in the movie. Well, it's not in the movies, but he wove it so well into a Star Wars joke, like a, a kid joke. And if you haven't seen this joke, it's from I think it's from the original Vader and Son. But it's it's um, Luke telling Vader, Greedo pushed me, and Vader responds, "Well, did you push him first? And I was like, "That's." <laughs> I, I honestly think like that is the term genius used well that is fucking genius to make that joke in that book it makes so much sense right it's perfect now here's the thing i you told me a story and it didn't even come up in the interview dude you told me a story about how you got on jeff brown's radar radar the interaction you had with him outside of this comic-con you have to tell this story so man. And i feel like i you had told me you hadn't heard this story and there's no way that I, this could be true but so when i read vader and son i had this idea and i remembered possibly my first memory with my dad was a Star Wars themed thing. He was giving me a bath. He was putting me in the bathtub. All the women listeners are leaning forward now going, uh, like, go on. They were like, blah, 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 Greedo. Naked Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I was three, ladies. Um, But my dad put me in the bath and I literally remember this. I remember this. The bath was too hot or so I thought. And I told him, dad, this water is too hot. And he said, no, it's lukewarm. And when he said that, I thought he was saying lukewarm because I liked Luke Skywalker and I felt condescended to and I honestly thought I was like no it's fucking hot like don't bring Star Wars into this the temperature is too hot and he's like no it's lukewarm and I quipped back no it's Darth Vader hot and I was mad about that and years and years and years later when I'm reading a Vader and Son book I was like I can easily see that situation as a one panel cartoon in that world so I reached out I was still doing special effects I reached out to Jeff Jeff Brown and told him that story and was like, listen, if you were interested, I'd love to commission you to draw that piece. And I was like, I at that time, I was always like any props that I had, any makeup pieces or whatever movie stuff I had extras of, I was always offering that in trade. No one ever cared. He was like, yeah, I would, 
would do a trade for with that. That sounds good. And I think I can do that. He's like, but I'm super busy right now. I wouldn't be able to touch it for more than a year. So I was like, okay, let's, I'm not in a rush. And my, I didn't have a kid yet then, but my goal was to, if that ever came about, frame it and put it in my kid's room. It didn't matter if it was a boy or a girl. And I thought he was nicely being like, oh, we'll talk about it later. And like maybe eight months later, he wrote me and was like, hey, I finished that piece. And he sent me the most beautiful fucking pictures of this illustration that he did with markers. And it's just gorgeous. And I was like, the things I was going to trade you for are not good enough. I need to get you more stuff. So he's like, okay, but in the meantime, give me your address and I'll send this out. And I was like, you don't even want to finalize the deal? He's like, no, I, you'll send me what you send me. I, this was cool. And he, the way he wrote it, he wrote, um, Darth Vader says, no, it is lukewarm. I have felt it. And he added the words, I have felt it, which is a fucking Star Wars Darth Vader thing to say. And it just, it works so perfectly. So he sent me this thing. I finally scraped together some good stuff and made him a display and sent it out to him. So I have this beautiful... It's probably like, you know, it's probably six by six, but the image area is probably like five by five or four by four. And it's this beautiful piece. And it's one of those. And I have a lot of art like this, but you look at the actual piece and then you look at like the book Vader and Son and the actual piece is so much more breathtakingly gorgeous. It's so much more crisp. It The colors are so much more bright. It's just gorgeous. I had it beautifully framed and now it, it's hanging on my son's wall. So every once in a while, Jeff Brown and I will reach out to each other and we have a quick conversation. We've seen each other at a couple cons. We just have interviewed him about a year and a half ago he was like it's gonna be in a calendar so they made i think two different calendars that year from his work but now me and my dad's little interaction that he turned into a vader and luke is official lucasfilm merchandise on a calendar and this is how cool of a dude he is he told me that and i was like which calendar is it he's like don't worry i'll send you one and i was like that's incredible i said but just tell me i had googled it i had looked on amazon and that year there were two or three jeff brown star wars calendars coming out. I was like, but tell me which one because I want to get one for my dad too. He's like, I'll send you a bunch. He sent me like four or five calendars opened and he'd sketched a Darth Vader on the front of each one, like a little Darth Vader helmet. And he just sent it to me. I was like, dude, let me at least cover shipping. He's like, get out of here. Don't worry about it. Um, and this <laughs> so cool. it was just, I mean, official Star Wars merchandise, dude. Like, I don't see any money from that and I don't care or expect to. I really want to get into the book because how cool would it be to be in a book? But on a calendar, it's freaking cool. That's so cool, dude. That's <laughs> like, I love that story so much. And that's just like, I don't know. That's why you have all, all the best stories. Matt. See, well, it's, I, and you know, so if we, I told we, that story, it would start with me like reaching out to somebody and be like, hey, you want to do this cool thing? And it would end with the cops at my house. Like, that's just yeah. how my life rolls. And that's why you should always have pants on when you approach celebrities. <laughs> 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 if you're not watching the YouTube video right now, Aaron is looking down as he's laughing at that joke. So, I mean, come on. Is it well, a joke or is it an observation? Because part of me was like, how did you know? But because like, <laughs> <laughs> we lived together for a long time, my friend. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Brown and I had talked a bunch of times and we'd been in contact about a couple different things. And when I saw he was going to be at this Comic-Con, I was like, hey, would, let's let's make it official. Would you come on the show? And he was like, absolutely. Swing by. And we got there a couple minutes early. Right. And we introduced ourselves. He was still sketching. We watched him in the, scan, in the span of like 15, 20 minutes, draw out two full body Mandalorian pieces, probably about five or six inches tall each with no reference material. Baby Yoda with a little little uh, floating orb and everything. And it was just... Um, I know I've seen artists draw and I like Jeffrey Brown's style and what it is, but it's not like the style of art I like as a whole. It's a very targeted thing for me. And it obviously has a, a sentimental symbolism to me. But to sit there and I felt this once watching David Mack draw me a sketch at a, at a con. 
Khan a couple years ago to just watch there be nothing on the paper and just watch him one step at a time put all these pieces together and then suddenly as a fucking Mandalorian it, it, it was nothing and then he produced this thing it's almost like magic right because it literally made it and like freehand because like I'm an yeah. artist but like my style of art is I literally build it in 3D first and then trace it because <laughs> like I like th- that's just how I work that's my process I build mm-hmm. it out in 3D any way possible you know and then and then I trace it to see him go from blank page to just freehand this perfectly clean picture of a Mandalorian and Grogu it is it is cool like that's that's talent man and it, it's it's also something we care about right like if he was the artist on Barbie or something it would still be wondrous to watch but I don't care but if he's drawing <laughs> yeah. something that matters like Star Wars matters to me like it really does you know so to watch that while you and I are preparing our equipment for an interview and then we're standing by waiting for him to finish his work you like watching it you're like damn it's just so cool to watch and I- I'll tell you a little thing after the um after we listen to the interview because in the interview we actually talk a little bit about his process and um let's listen to it and when we come back I have something cool that we can share in addition to that transition ignition sequence start six five four three two one zero all engine running liftoff we have a liftoff All right, Launchpad Podcast is here at Comic-Con 2023. We're at San Diego, and it's been, I think Rumi would agree, one of our craziest best cons yet. I'm here with Jeff Brown, who has done so many things. What's your favorite thing that you've done? Um, that's, a, that's always the toughest question, because like I, one of the great things about doing so many things is like they're all different. They all have their own personality as books. So, I mean, Darth Vader and Son was my first Star Wars book, so that was amazing but Jedi Academy was like the first time I did like a really different kind of mix of comics and text and drawing and that was fun um, I did Lucy Nanny Neanderthal which was like fun to like learn about the Stone Age and do all this research and science um, The my most recent book Thor and Loki was like mm-hmm. like I grew up reading Marvel Comics. That was fun. Um, but usually what I answer is, is like, whatever I'm working in now is the most fun because once the book is done, then oh, it's, cool. you know, it's like, it's dead to me. It's like, it's done. I've like, I've, it's no more fun. Like, because I did it. It's done. Um, yeah, you so move right on. now I'm, okay. I'm working on a, a sequel to my uh, Batman book. And so, um, so yeah, so it's hard, it's hard to pick like just one because one of the reasons I like to do like lots of different things is it's like, it's fun to like not always do the same thing. And, and you do have a, a varied thing. The first thing I ever saw of yours was change bots and that's like a fun quirky kind of transformers thing and your art is so distinguishable and so unique that then when i saw i remember when i first saw vader and son the cover i was like that's the change bots guy <laughs> and then um you and i have been talking and acquaintances at least over email for years now yeah. and i'll get into that in a second but um it's fun to have seen all of your work and the star wars stuff i mean it's, that's I'm, I'm a star wars nerd so that you know resonates with me but you've done so much other fun stuff like i can't the, the marvel stuff is going to be great. I work in an elementary school and the Jedi Academy books, We ha- I, because I know you personally, yeah. I like a bunch of them, they fly off the shelves, man. The kids love them. So it's, it's fun. Do you think... Um 
Do you think your art pairs well with children's literature, say? Yeah, I mean, I think my style is is tends to be like stripped down and but it's also very expressive mm. um so like i'm not and it's not my strong suit to draw like super realistic or you know i'm not good at portraiture um but i feel like i'm really good at humor and emotion okay um, and that's what my style lends itself to is like and for for kids you know it's not it's not always about like something looking exactly how it looks they like if it if it's funny and if if it connects with them emotionally like um and so in that sense like that's i think why like my work has been particularly like good for for like younger readers I like that. Like I said, I work with kids, specifically like five-year-olds, and a lot of times I will take pieces of information and try to think, how will their brains access this? So what you just said was, what they, they don't care about whether something looks real, they care about if it's fun and funny, right? So when you have an assignment, whatever it might be, Star Wars, Marvel, whatever, or something from your own creation, is it, do you think it is a cognitive process that you're like, okay, I have to draw R5-D4. How am I going to draw that so that a kid will like that? Or is your style just such that that's where you land anyway naturally I, I think it's where I land naturally anyway I mean part well part of how I developed my style was trying to draw like when I was a kid and I tried to like step back and really just put feelings down onto paper so I started off writing autobiographical books and so they were very emotional mostly about relationships and you know books for grown-ups um, so don't read those yet kids um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, so, so I wanted, I wanted the art to match like this idea of like, it's just like, just straight from heart to paper. Okay. Um, and so like, there's not a lot of conscious thought to like, you know, when I sit down and do that, I think it's just like, it just works naturally now. Like sometimes it'll be like, or maybe, maybe part of it is like, I, I'm, I, I am just kind of like a kid. So it's just like, I'm, I'm drawing and if it amuses me, like it amuses kids. So I don't know. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Let's, let's, we're talking about kids. Let's talk about a what I must imagine is a kid in the candy store. Vader and Son, that was your first Star Wars book. Is that something that you had the idea for and pitched, or did Lucasfilm or a publisher come to you with that idea? Um, it, it kind of came in a roundabout way um, from someone else and then went to Lucasfilm. So it all started actually with Google. Um, I had known the, the guy that runs the Google Doodle team. And uh, he knew, you know, I my work, I had done humorous science fiction stuff like Change Bots. Mm -hmm. um, I did awkward everyday moment life oh, stuff. Right. <laughs> and then he knew I'd become a dad. And so he thought, so normally they have this internal team that does the Google Doodle. But he, um, once in a while, they'll bring in an outside artist. He thought I'd be perfect for this idea they had. Um, Luke and Vader. Uh, but in an, in an everyday moment and how awkward that would be as a, like, you know, if they're just going grocery shopping or doing something every day instead of battling sure, for, sure. for the fate of the galaxy. Um, so he called me up. He's like, here's here's the idea. Like, would you be interested in doing some sketches for, for possible Doodle? And, and so... Um, like he called me like you know in the evening like sometime around dinner time or something and I was like oh my gosh my son's four I'll make Luke four put Vader in my shoes it's just like and it just like did you know a dozen sketches that night wow. emailed them off and I was like oh this would be so fun 
Um, and it, in the end, Google decided that, that like, you know, for whatever reason, I, that they didn't want to um, do go forward with it. And Lucasfilm had been on board, so they, they, they kind of knew about the idea, the, the general concept. Um, and so I was, like, disappointed. Like, it's like childhood dream, draw Star Wars. Right. And um, I thought, well, I could I could just, you know, draw it for my own amusement and maybe maybe print up copies to give to friends or something. But I, like, I think it, I thought, like, this has more potential. And Chronicle Books is one of my publishers, um, and I knew they had also done a lot of Star Wars books. And I was like, maybe if I if they take it to Lucasfilm, because I I knew enough that like Lucasfilm's not going to take like a pitch from someone Listen they've never heard of. Right, but yeah. the, but publishers that they work with like you know can pitch stuff. And so um, Chronicle took it to Lucasfilm, and Lucasfilm liked it. And um, then, so then, was able to turn it, turn that idea into into a whole book. I think, like, like all but one of those initial dozen sketches, I think, ended up in the book. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it came together like really, like naturally. So, do you remember what the one sketch that didn't make it was? It's the the fishing sketch. So it's like, and it ended up being, I think, um, we used it as a, a print that's included in uh, the deluxe hardcover oh, okay, box. Oh, so it did box. get printed. It's published. So eventually, eventually it did get used, like, um, but yeah, so it's like, it's like, it's like Vader's in the fishing boat, and Luke's trying to fish, but his his uh, hook is caught on Vader's cape, and it's like lifting it over his head or something, so, yeah. This, and and it's, it's I, I mean, I'm not nearly as creative as you, but that idea has so much legs. Like, you could, you could just so easily picture all those situations. I'm I'm a father as well. My fa- my son is four years old right now too. So you're right. You could easily see all those situations. So when they gave you the green light, all those ideas must have just poured yeah. out. Yeah. So um, and there's there's like two ways that I would come up with ideas. One is like I would think of a scene in Star Wars and think like what is a what is a parenting situation I can connect that to. Okay. And then the other one is is like here's a parenting situation. What's a what's a scene in Star Wars? A line of dialogue from Star Wars I can tie that tie to it. So. Um, but yeah, like 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 the initial burst was like it was just like oh this is this was pretty easy like to come up with like and the the books are like sixty pages and so normally I try to come up with like a hundred hundred and fifty ideas for for each book. So. Wow! And then now that those I mean it's essentially like a series, right? It just keeps rolling. So anything that doesn't get used on this book, hopefully for the next book. And yeah, the next or book, right? or we've done calendars each year, and so sometimes sometimes uh, like so I usually the calendars are a mix of like stuff from the books and then i usually do two to three new new images for those so so sometimes i go back to like what's an idea that like didn't work before maybe i can like keep thinking on it and come up with something new now you're talking about ideas that didn't work um you're very funny some of funny is satire some of fun is poking fun at the subject matter i'm assuming that lucasfilm chronicle if not other entities need to clear Mm -hmm. pretty much probably everything you do how is it with that kind of oversight do you get pushback a lot? Are they ever like, don't make that much fun of this character or that? Like, you know what I mean? Um, no, I mean, so so I think with with my books, like, the, it's always come from a place of being a fan. Sure. So in that sense, like, it's it's never been an issue. Like, it's it's the books are never like making fun of the thing. More of like, it's like it's like I'm laughing with 
and not laughing. Sure, at, sure. I guess it's um, not mean fun. Yeah, it's so a it's joke. like it's like it's like any time, like even like when I'm like so there's a a joke about Jar Jar toys. It's like it's like yes, it's kind of making fun of that, but it's also it's like it's like it's also like comes from a place of love. Like it's like like as a as a fan, as a collector, like it's like it's it's we're all deeply enmeshed in 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 the material. So um, yeah, so in that sense, like there's never been pushback in that. Like mostly, usually the pushback is like it's like yeah, we don't think this is funny is like there a way to like like make it and some so sometimes it's like you know like coming up with like one x like one thing to like take it to that next level or sometimes it's combining two two different ideas and like when i mix them together then it's like okay there's the sure there's what makes it click do you can you think of anything that was an idea whether in concept or visual that you liked that they kiboshed for one reason or another is there anything that you wish Um, made it but didn't yet yeah no because usually so usually like what we'll do is we'll come up with like the list of everything of the ideas and then um we'll go over uh like like i'll i'll give my list of here's my favorites here's one i think are okay here's ones i don't think are that great and then my editor at chronicle will do the same thing and then we'll kind of and then lucasfilm will like like pick out their favorites and then we'll all kind of compare and so like there's usually like like there's usually like the bulk are like everyone likes these and then then there's some that i like that no one else likes and and if i really like it then i would like lobby for it i was like no I really think this one. Trust me. I really want to do this one. And and usually they're like, okay. So like, I mean, the, the one example that comes to mind is actually for the, the new book, Thor and Loki, um, Midgar Family Mayhem. And that was a joke. I had a joke where um, Thor's hammer is in the garbage. And Thor is like, Loki, did you put my hammer in the garbage? And Loki's like, oh, was it supposed to go in the recycling? <laughs> and then they were like, no, because Loki can't lift Thor's hammer. So how would how would the hammer get into the garbage? How would Loki get the hammer into the garbage? And... <laughs> I was like, you know, so I, I tried, I tried different ways of convincing them. It's like, no, no, like we got to do this joke, and, it, and it's fine that it, it didn't make it in. But um, yeah, so like, there's never, there's never been anything like where I was like, like, like so devastated that it, sure, didn't, sure, it didn't, wasn't included. But but like that was a meeting that a bunch of grown men had. Was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, this fake character's yeah. enchanted hammer couldn't be picked up by someone else, so physically couldn't yeah. end up in the garden. All right, I, I get that. Let's the image that sticks out for me is I think it was in the first book was um, Greedo pushed me well did you push him first I laughed so hard at that my wife who doesn't like anything nerdy like I'm the nerdiest thing she likes and she barely likes me I explained to her the joke to try to get her like and I knew she went I was just so excited I thought that was such a deep cut so funny clearly you love Star Wars and are a Star Wars like would you call yourself a Star Wars nerd I I think I would have to although I mean (laughs) I have to say like after doing these books like the like my level when compared to like some people it's like it's like I'm I'm like a baby Compared you to think them. so? Because I think like, the Greedo one is a deep cut. I, you would think so, but like there are there are far deeper cuts. Like it's amazing how deep. Like and there are people who know these deep cuts. But I mean, so I mean, I guess like compared to like an average fan, probably. Sure. But like compared to a Star Wars fan, like I don't know. Well, what are some like deep cut Easter egg nerd niche things that you've put in your books? As it doesn't have to be oh. Star Wars per se, but Star Wars for me, I've seen a bunch of them. What are some ones that I mean, either you liked or tickled you, I or mean, you were what, proud? Of. The one, the one that I really liked getting in was, um, you know, from the from the old Marvel comics, the the Rabbit Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like I managed to like get that in as a as a Halloween costume. So it's like it's like it's like okay, I'm not actually drawing Jackson. I'm drawing like a kid dressed up as. Right, right, right. So you know, um, that's I don't know. I would have to that's think about. That's a pretty good. Yeah. That's so a deep cut though. Like no people know know. Yeah. What that so is. it's also like I mean like sometimes like I don't even think of them as like so like who shot first doesn't seem like a deep cut 
to me. But does that is that just because like I'm like I am actually more of a Star Wars nerd than I uh, am willing to admit? Well, I think that's the thing is I think we as nerds recognize our own kind. I think right. <laughs> I mean, this is the perfect place for that. You walk through the door, yeah. we know we're in our tribe, right? But I think and, and as as a podcast and as a nerd, when I talk to another nerd, there's always that. All right, where where are you? Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? The yeah. Greedo shot first thing is not first or second level. You're at least a couple yeah. levels. There's certainly okay. deeper, deeper cuts. Yeah. Like the rabbit is a pretty. I would say rabbit that's, is deeper that's than. Uh, deep. that's yeah, deep. I think that's bigger than than the Greedo thing. But there's. I, I guess what I'm. I guess the way that I view it is anyone could be assigned that book, Vader and Son, if they had that concept. I'm not saying it would work better or worse than when you do it, but someone who wasn't as versed in the yeah. franchise, in the mythos, couldn't make those concepts work as deeply. Yeah. They would be more yeah. general jokes as opposed to really Star Wars yeah. jokes, you know? Well, I, I mean, I think one thing I did try to do was, like, make it so that, so it's like, like, if you're just a casual fan or if you're a parent, you get the jokes. But if you're, like, a super fan, then, like, there's an extra level Correct. that you get um, from it. And it's the same thing, like, you know, it's like there are there are certain there are some properties that like I wouldn't be able to like do. So like um, one time someone wrote to me they wanted me to do like like have you ever thought about doing a Robotech Maycross <laughs> book? And I was like, I mean, I'm familiar with it. I don't think I could do like I don't I can do a book like yeah I, yeah yeah like I don't like I'm not immersed enough like 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 I I've watched some a while ago like I don't remember you know it's like I'm not a, I'm not enough of a fan so. But whereas with Star Wars, it's like, you know, it's like been a fan since I could see. Basically. Fair. And, and when we got here to interview you, you were finishing up a Mandalorian and a Baby Yoda, uh, like a very detailed sketch was color and everything. Then we saw you do a line sketch of Mandalorian. And there was, you had, I mean, I'm sure you've drawn him multiple times. There was no reference and it looked gorgeous. Do you think most of your work, based on franchises that already exist, do you use reference to that the first couple times and then you don't? Or do you just know Mandalorian? armor so well that you're like I yeah, got it's, this yeah it's it's using reference um, and there's like some some like especially like vehicles and some of the like robots like I'll have reference and I usually even if I'm not using the reference material explicitly like I'm still like kind of have it nearby so it's sure kind of, like in my peripheral vision I guess but um, like with Mandalorian it's definitely like one where it's like I needed like to really be looking and then and then I kind of like figure out here's my simplified version of, of, of the Mandalorian with, you know, how, like, what are the details I'm going to include and not include for his armor and um, and until it's kind of like, this is how I draw him. And you know that, or at least certain characters, certain parts that have franchised so well because you're a Star Wars guy. Is there any other fandom, any other nerd stuff, any other passion that you have that you are as into as you are Star Wars, but it's not Star Wars related? I mean, I am a big, like, Lord of the Rings fan, so that's one. Um, I, I'm, I'm not as big a Star Trek fan as Star Wars but I'm definitely like like I would say I'm 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 a fan of Star Trek. Um yeah, I mean like I'm I I I have no uh it'd be easier to find like of something that like, I don't like. Robotech. <laughs> like I it's not but well actually <laughs> I mean I like it's not that I don't like it. It's just, just not, not, not your flavor right. flavor? Maybe maybe uh, Power Rangers. I'm just maybe I'm just thinking that cuz Power <laughs> Rangers walk by. Actually Power Rangers there's some pretty entertaining Power Rangers. I don't know. So but yeah, Lord of the Rings is like probably one that like and there's lots of superheroes too so like yeah. I, I did Thor and Loki for Marvel but like there's lots of Marvel characters or you know I did the one book uh, for Batman and Robin and Howard and like Batman's still fun so and I yeah what's something you haven't drawn either period or haven't drawn a lot of that you think would be cool to try um 
Well, okay, here's another one because I just I just watched the first movie of this franchise uh, like last week, um, Alien. So I really like. I no joke. Like, when I was, came up with that question just now, I was asking you. I was envisioning your version of the Predator. Yeah. So Predator would be fun too, but like <laughs> Alien and Aliens, those first two films, classic. And I mean, the the third gets gets a bad rap. We literally just did an episode just, of that four just, days ago. Justifiably, like, and, but even like you know the the two new films, like like there's lots lots of things I like about those. Even if there's like some things I'm like, ah, I wish they hadn't done that. Is the flute something you do like or don't like? I I kind of like it. It's just like <laughs> it's like a weird thing. Like I'll I'm, give you. It's I'm a all weird about. Thing. Okay, so here, like here, another one I like Dune, but okay. but I really I'm really into David Lynch's sure. Dune. So like David Lynch when he you know when like when Fade brings out the the rat tied to the cat and he's like you got to milk this you know like that's like the weird stuff is <laughs> I like it when weird stuff makes its way into. I want to see like, your version is, of that scene. Happening the Jeff the Jeff Brown version of that scene with the. <laughs> milk this yeah um can we where can we follow you where can we see what you're up to where can we catch up with what's going on um yeah so i mean my website is jeffreybrowncomics.com although it's never updated enough um but i also post on instagram i well i try to post semi-regularly but um uh can't always post what i'm working on if i'm working on something licensed and i'm not supposed to post about it or or sometimes i'm just like so deep into like getting it done like i don't have time to take photos and um, do that, but uh, on Instagram at Jeffrey Brown RQ. Okay, and you guys know you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod, and you can check out our website launchpadpod.com. This has been fantastic. I could talk to you all friggin' day, but I know you have stuff to do. Um, I have to show you. We have a secret handshake that we end okay. the Launchpad podcast okay. with. Ready? So switch switch hands with your mic. Okay. We're gonna come in sideways. Okay. We connect. Then we're okay. gonna invert our hands okay. like to a rocket, and then we're gonna blast off with a raspberry. Okay, okay. Ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Launchpad Podcast, San Diego okay. Comic-Con 2023. That's a good one. It's super fun. Um, he also did another piece for you, right? You com- you like so, commissioned something while we were there. This is like one of those things. We finished the interview that, we, that you just heard, and I'm like, you know... <laughs> I already spent way more money at this con than I meant to because I got some amazing art. And I was like, you know, let me just see. And I asked him, my favorite character from Star Wars is R5-D4, the little red-orange-blue droid that blows his motivator. <sighs> There's a book. I think it's called Vader and Friends is that one. And it shows, oh no, it's Good Night Vader or something to that effect. And it's two pages on every on every, every double spread is two pages. And the first one shows a character getting ready for bed and then falling asleep. And there's one about the droids. And it's got... It's a who's who of the famous droids of all the Star Wars movies. And R5-D4 is in it. It's a really detailed page. And I'd reached out to him. I was like, hey, is that available? Either one of those, the ones where they're awake or the one they're asleep. And he's like, it's available, but it's exp- it's it was expensive. It was like uh, upwards of a thousand. I think it was probably 1500. And I was like, I love that. And it's, it's not that it's not worth it, but I can't afford that. And I really only wanted it for R5-D4. At the beginning of this episode, uh, Rumi and I were talking about how amazing it was just to watch him create these Mandalorian figures and this couple other drawings we saw him do. It was one to watch and I was like listen would you be up for 
commissioning in R5D4 and we could record you doing it. He was like, listen, the, the con is busy and I'm about to jet off. I have another meeting or something, but I'll do it for you in my studio and I'll videotape the whole thing because I already have a setup for it. So I was like, sure. It was one of those, I'll write you after the con. And if you guys have gotten to cons, especially if you go in some sort of professional or press capacity, there's like a million fucking things to do, right? So I know he has more to do than we do. So I was like, I'm going to give it a week and then a week after the week after Comic-Con, I'll write him and check in. Midway through that week, he writes to me and is like, hey, what address should I send this R5D4 to? And it's the same thing as the, the, the Vader PC made me. I was like, I can't be that big of a priority to you, but you remembered and you did it. And he's and he sent me the videos. He sent me all these amazing videos of him doing every step of this R5D4. And it took him a minute. It, it was it was a nice piece. It's gorgeous. So he sends it to me and I have my envelope here. Three Star Wars droid stamps on it. Uh, hide, we... hide, 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 hide your, do it again, but hide your, uh, hide your address. Three uh, Star Wars droid stickers on it, uh, stamps right. on it. Then on the back, he sealed it with a big R2-D2 sticker. Ah! Please do not bend. It's, it's a card. It's not a paper card. He drew this bitchin' R5-D4. And I got to say, it's just like the other piece that he drew that's in Kent's room now, the one that's on the calendar. It's beautiful. And I'm showing it on YouTube. So if you guys aren't on YouTube, check it out. We'll put pictures on the social media and stuff. But it is so fucking cute in person. And he even did like weathering on it. If you look carefully, there are smudges on it that are supposed to be, you know, the weathering and dirt on R5-D4. And it's just, it's perfectly his style. It's my favorite favorite little droid. I'm going to frame this one and bring it to school. And just like he always does on the back, he did a little autobiographical cartoon, R5-D4, with his name and the date on it, 726-23. So, Mr. Brown, thank you so much for this. I mean, so freaking cool. It is really And the envelope cool. blows it away. Like, I love the idea that there's all these Star Wars stickers on it, too. <laughs> so cool. Uh, guys, have you read Vader's and Son? Have you read any of uh, Jeff Brown's work? Do you have kids? Do you want to get them into Star Wars? This is a great entry point for Star Wars, in my opinion. I think it's a great entry vehicle for Star Wars fun stuff, because like you can read it with your kid and they're like oh what's that and you're like oh that's darth vader and then like as they get into it more and more like you want to watch star wars like come on it's fun stuff give it a shot let us know what you think uh social media facebook instagram and twitter at launchpad pod and our website launchpadpod.com youtube we're going to drop the uh drawing uh this will be a separate video of jeff brown drawing the r5d4 uh and and the interview will be in this episode you just watched it i don't know why i'm plugging the thing you just watched but anyway follow us and do some people stuff. like to skip and start at the end. <laughs> right? I'm just going to zip to the end to see if they do that damn high five again. <laughs> well, you guessed it. Here it is. Is there anybody that just watches the high fives? Um, that's a super cut that I will never make, but uh, that's a funny idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Rocketeers and we're out. It, you know what you do? You got to make it like the mosaic where it's one high five, but it's comprised of oh, just 250 like a, yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for adding work to my plate. <laughs> if you want Aaron to do this, like and subscribe. Show him a little thumbs up if you want that. If we get to a thousand followers on YouTube, I will make this video. Oh, there it is. Oh, shit. All right, guys. Come on. Get grandmas and grandpas to start hitting that like and subscribe shit. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> make it happen i i want to get i want to get signed up on youtube let's do this i would love to hear someone try to explain to their grandparents that they want to see a high five on the internet so they need to create a youtube account <laughs> I'll give you a high five right now. You don't have to sign up for anything. Some kid's just trying to like create a thousand Gmail accounts. It's like, 
Billy 42087. Got to see that Dolph Lundgren high five. <laughs> Got to see that high five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I already said it, but we'll say it again. We're the Rocketeers, and we are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.